Welcome to the Joe and Joe Weather Show 2021, the 1st of January, uh, brought to you by OmniTrue Value Hardware, Long Island's largest rock salt provider and a provider of everything you need when it comes to uh, winter weather, like uh, scrapers, uh, for those of you that are dealing with freezing rain tonight, and of course their shovels, for those of you who are be dealing with maybe a little bit of snow, and uh, Petalo calcium chloride pellets, uh, the best on the market when it comes to ice melt plus geo melt, bio melt, and so much more. And come the springtime, by the way, they got tons and tons of mulch, every color you can imagine. So that's at Omni True Value Hardware, 1226 North Wellwood Avenue in West Babylon, just north of the Southern State Parkway, 631-756-1125. And the website is omnitruevalue.com. And uh, a new year has begun, Mr. Rayo. It has. <laughs> kind of, sort of looks like the. <laughs> it looks just like the old one. Yes, I have a poem to kick off our first Joe and Joe of 2021. High upon a daffodil, out on a limb so thin. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. It's a new year once again. But what's so new about it? Will everything be better? I seriously doubt it. Will people still suffer from hunger, hate, and war? Plus a hundred other problems we'll continue to ignore. We'll have the same old arguments cause no one gets along. My opinion is always right and yours is always wrong. We'll all say happy new year cause that's the thing to do. But it seems to me the number is the only thing that's that new. Do. Yes. And there you go. Off we go with 2021. All right. Well, we're starting off with a uh, winter mess in the Northeast, uh, at least away from the coastline anyway, with freezing rain, sleet, and some snow. We've got another weak weather system. Well, it looks kind of on the weak side. Uh, for um, later Sunday, Sunday night into Monday, and then all sorts of complications and odd sorts of things on the long range, which we'll cover. So, yeah, I, I, in many respects, you're right, even in the weather world, what we uh, finished with a couple, uh, yesterday, we are starting with today. Yes. I stepped outside a little while ago. Uh, of course, they have been issuing all kinds of winter weather advisories and danger warnings, and my brother-in-law and his wife were here, and we had to kick him out of the house quick because he was concerned about, oh, the roads, they may get icy and terrible. And I stepped outside about five minutes ago, Joe. It's 33 degrees. A light drizzle is falling. Absolutely no ice anywhere. Just wet and chilly and dank and damp. And off we go with the first day of 2021. Yeah, I had, a, I had some ice pellets a little while ago, but now it's just mostly light, uh, very light rain. There's just, it's not even, the pavement's barely wet. Uh, at least from when my last check is, and and this this is more than a new more of a nuisance than anything else for most areas. Uh, you start to go well inland where temperatures are going to be a little more tenuous. Uh, there there will be some slick spots, but in terms of serious ice accretion, uh, this does not look to be any kind of big ice storm for even for places in upstate New York and and and. You know, there are a few areas back in the central PA that may wind up with a quarter of an inch of ice accretion, but uh, I, I'm not really overly concerned about it. No, I'm not either. Uh, you know, it, it's not going to be anything. Now, 
my other brother-in-law, who was out in Broadheadsville, Pennsylvania, Monroe County in the Poconos, uh, 28 degrees and drizzle there. So I'm going to make the assumption that out there, uh, the uh, the precipitation is maybe a bit uh, causing things that are a bit more slick and slippery. So you're heading out, you know, to the west and north of where I am, uh, or especially to the west, it may be a little bit more problematic weather-wise. But here, I would say that if we haven't had any uh, any real problems now, we're not really going to have any real problems uh, in the foreseeable future. In fact, if anything, temperatures are likely to be going up later tonight. So I don't, I don't think we'll have too much to worry about locally in terms of any kind of wintry conditions. Right. I, yeah. And, and Johnny Quest just messaged me saying that, um, you know, where he is up in the mountains and uh, he's up 3,000 feet up in uh, northwestern Virginia, uh, west of I-81, 41 where he is, but in the valleys, in the valley down below, it's at 32. So this is where, you know, if, if you're in Pennsylvania, for example, or in upstate New York and you go in between mountains and you can find areas where cold air winds up being trapped, uh, there'll be some snow out of this in uh, northern New England, uh, up uh, northern Vermont, New Hampshire, and, and into Maine, where they've got winter storm warnings up. But uh, we'll get through this overnight, and then tomorrow uh, looks like improving weather conditions, and probably in the 50s uh, tomorrow afternoon with a nice breeze. Newfane, Vermont. Bill Rogers asking me how much ice in Newfane, Vermont. I have absolutely no clue where Newfane is, whether it's southern or central or northern Vermont. But I think opinion. I think if I remember, Bill's in south, somewhere in southern Vermont. But let, Bill should elaborate to us on the chat board where you know if that's near one of the uh, larger cities in Vermont uh, that uh, Joe and I will e maybe easily recognize, and uh, we'll give it a look. See, I'm gonna bring up the ice accretion map, and we can take a look at what's going on. Uh, Thirty-nine likes so far as we uh, get underway on this New Year's Eve, and as we all know, Joe and I love it when we go over a hundred likes. So uh, do hit the like button if you haven't already, and if you're new to the channel, uh, welcome uh, on this uh, New Year's Day. Uh, hit uh, the like button if you can, and you can uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel by YouTube channel by. Uh, just uh, simply using your Gmail account, and then you can participate in the very lively chat board uh, and all the members of the chat that are on here on a nightly basis and get into the conversation. Stephen Franco, an early hit to the Super Chat, uh, Till. Thank uh, you. So and uh, we appreciate that greatly, Stephen. Thank you so much. And I guess we went through the sh all the alcohol from the champagne, Till, so now we can start, uh, <laughs> we can start my birthday, Till. Which is in uh, 26 days. 27 days? Well, not counting today. Today's okay. almost over, so 26. Okay. And uh, we can, we can let, let's get started here. We'll start with the I'll start with the ice accretion map of the Northeast, and we will uh, take a look at who's getting what and where. Um, just a second here. Let's see if this is the right one. Uh, hang on, I got to do a quick. Bring it down, uh, bring the page back up. It's all this technical stuff I got to do. Close this. <laughs> you know, you should be technology, able. Technology, Joe. Technology. No, it's it's just getting used to where we're. I got to tell you uh, quickly. My my, as I mentioned at the top of the show, my brother-in-law and his wife were here, and they were concerned about um, the situation regarding ice, whether or not they should leave before the ice started, which never really got, got going here. 
But I said, he said, go down. Could you go downstairs and check the radar? I came down here. And when I got back upstairs, it was like five or eight minutes later. He said, what took you so long? I said, well, I was looking at the brand new, ultra new, uh, super fast National Weather Service radar. And I said, literally, I was sitting at my, at my monitor and watching as piecemeal various parts of the map were coming up. <laughs> and then I said, after it all came up, then I had to try and start it all up to get everything of the motion or whatever. <laughs> Needless to say, Joe, this is not going to work, I think. For, no, uh, that radar's got to go. It's got to go. It's got to go. Bill Rogers says he's about 12 miles north of Brattleboro in Vermont. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I know where Brattleboro is. I think any place in Vermont has a fairly good chance of uh, having at least a few hours of icy rain or uh, sleet. So I wouldn't go out if I were you uh, this evening uh, uh, because of the potential threat of slippery and slick conditions. But even up there, Joe, yeah, I even, think even more in the southern half than in the northern half. The ice yeah. accretion amounts are, are even there are not that not, not anything to write home about here. We're talking under a tenth of an inch in most places from the Weather Service digital forecast. And north of Albany, on the uh, up up the Northway, it's a between uh, five. Well, let's just say between five hundredths and a tenth of an inch. Uh, you've got some uh, quarter of an inch amounts in the Catskills down into the Poconos. And then also in some of the mountains in central and uh, south central PA, uh, State College down to Altoona, and then moving down into western Maryland. Uh, but everybody else is just pretty much a tenth of an inch or less. And even up there, I would say that as we move on toward daybreak, uh, the temperatures are going to begin a slow rise. And uh, uh, that's with the warm front that uh, will cause a rise in temperatures here locally during the overnight and hopefully set the stage for at least a relatively mild first half of the weekend for, for us here on Saturday. Snow uh, up to the north, because it will eventually, uh, you know, some snow is involved in this equation uh, up uh, north of I-90, uh, where there could be uh, three to five or six inches. Uh, maybe some of the higher mountains will get uh, closer to seven or eight. Uh, also, uh, southern Vermont, southern New Hampshire, two to three inches of snow. Uh, you go <clears throat> further north, you start to get into some numbers, maybe around four or five. This is not a big deal. Uh, the highest amounts uh, remain in Maine, uh, where it uh, looks like a couple of inches down near the coast. And uh, you go up uh, up uh, further north, up 201, for example, uh, you're seeing amounts there in the six to nine inch range. So uh, by, by Maine standards, those are flurries. And everywhere else, uh, it's all, well, I mean, there's, there are some numbers that were indicated by the Weather Service back across Pennsylvania uh, and uh, northern Connecticut, uh, down into southern Massachusetts. I, I, think, I think for the most part, uh, maybe a few places get a coating, maybe a few places get a coating to an inch or so, uh, but, uh, but there's just not enough cold air. That, that, that really is what, this was a margin, this was a case of marginal cold air being around, and, and Sunday's weather system also looks like another case of marginal cold air, but it's a little different on Sunday because we're not going to, we, we had, a, we had a, um, a high to the north, so there was low-level cold air, but the upper levels are warm. Sunday's going to be reverse. The bottom la layers of the atmosphere are going to be warm, relatively speaking, not that warm, but they will be warm-ish. Warm and the upper levels are going to be cold, so sleet and freezing rain won't be an issue. It'll be a matter of whether we get enough intensity uh, to uh, 
you know, go over to one to, to a uh, sort of one of these borderline wet snow situations, particularly for uh, for areas around here. Yes, yes, and um, it really didn't look, you know, in terms of the Sunday event, because I did see a few people who were commenting about, oh, here it comes, here comes the big snowfall, and even somebody here on our chat board was talking about the possibility of uh, blizzard-like conditions. For here Sunday? For Sunday, yeah. No. I I forgot who it was, but somebody here on our chat board was talking about it looks like we could see blizzard conditions here on Sunday, and I didn't understand. It's on the chat board how, right now? No, no, no. That, oh, was, that yesterday. was yesterday. I think he was referring to the next weather system for the end of next week. Oh, okay. I think he was well, talking about what was in the long range. All right. Uh, not, not for Sunday. All um, right. Uh, Sunday, we'll get to Sunday in a moment. Let's let's do first things first and get through tonight. Uh, just looking at the satellite, uh, you can kind of tell uh, how far west this primary low is. If you look at where you, you see the rotation that is uh, uh, going on, it's all back into uh, into Illinois. Now they they've uh, had a significant uh, ice, icing event and some snow back in that portion of the country from this, and there's still some winter storm warnings that are up. But we're we're basically getting this arm of overrunning that's lifting up to the northeast way ahead of, of where the main low center is. And while there's going to be some kind of secondary low that develops on the warm front, it's not going to be of, of any real consequence. Right. Right. Yeah. What am I, what am I, what more can I... I can't really... You know, if I agree with you, I, I don't want to... Uh, yeah, no, 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 no. I, I get there. Yeah, I mean, there's really not a whole lot you can say about this particular system. It, it right. It's it's stretched out. Uh, when your primary goes so far to the west, uh, you, you, uh, it, you know, it, be, it just becomes a mess. So we'll get through this. It moves on out tomorrow by daybreak. It, it's, it's pretty much ending or has ended from west to east. And then we go on to the next one. And you know what? I am going to get rid of this. Hang on a second, Joe. I'm going to just put, uh, I'm going to see if I can get this to load the precip up. Uh, in the meantime, I will punch up uh, the uh, Weather Service watches and warnings map. I've got a couple of radars that we could look at uh, and, 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 and see what's happening. And while you're punching that up, 219 people are watching and 79 likes. At so, least as of my screen, as of this moment. So we want to do a, uh, we want to see that those numbers roll up to a hundred. So twenty-two to go. Get us over the hundred like mark, folks. Just hit the like button uh, and uh, make Joe and I happy. Okay, we've got winter storm warnings up for the the areas up in northernmost uh, Vermont, one county in northeastern New York, uh, northern New Hampshire, and in uh, Maine. Most of the state of Maine is actually under a winter storm warning, which kind of makes sense considering, you know, that's the area that we showed you with the snow totals of 8 to 10 inches. We still have winter weather advisories in the southern half of Michigan, northern Indiana, uh, back through northern Illinois, and still a few winter storm warnings up in western Illinois, uh, back into northeastern Missouri. But that seems to be winding down. Meanwhile, in the west, we've got high wind watches and warnings up uh, in uh, northern Montana, and a scattering of winter storm watches in the Sierra Nevadas in California, and uh, also uh, a few winter storm watches up in parts of Idaho, a couple of counties under a winter weather advisory, uh, and mm -hmm. also uh, winter weather advisories up uh, in uh, the Cascades in Washington, and I see even uh, one county under an avalanche warning. 
Those are always good. And they got us over 100 likes. Thank you very much. We appreciate you. So um, also should also want to mention that uh, there's a little bit of severe weather actions going on in uh, South Carolina at the moment. Some flash flood watches there. And I think it's the same color. I can't see with my glasses. Those are either flash. Those are either. Uh, that might be. Uh, oh, I, you know what? Let me just punch it up. The color. <laughs> The colors look like it's, yeah, I'm sorry, it is still a, fl- it's a, a flash flood watch that we're seeing in uh, parts of southwest Georgia and in a, a handful of counties uh, on the Florida panhandle. So we'll play this storm through. The bottom part of this is going to stall out. The front's going to stall out in the southeast, off, uh, along the southeast coast and down uh, into the northeastern Gulf. We're going to have another wave develop there, and uh, we'll uh, bring that up uh, up the coast for Sunday. And from SPC, marginal risk of severe weather this evening uh, in uh, South Carolina, a good chunk of Georgia. You can see the radar here uh, on when it pops up on the screen. You'll see it. The radar is pretty active down in uh, South Carolina and Georgia right down to the Florida Panhandle. Uh, up uh, to the northeast, uh, we're looking. You know, the, there's there's one reasonably solid patch down in southeastern Pennsylvania. But you know what, Joe? It's already over in western Pennsylvania. West Virginia is done. There's rain scattered patches of rain in Virginia and down into North Carolina. But this this is moving along, so everything's on schedule. I think you know we'll start to see this wind down during the early morning hours, and let's just get it out of here. I think so. Yeah, and on on the SPC convective outlook. Almost up to our area for the uh, current day one outlook. Most of the activity is confined to the middle Atlantic and southeastern part of the country tomorrow. And then on day three, which is Sunday, just a very slight little sliver uh, encompassing the outer banks of North Carolina and the outer banks of Virginia for possible thunder and lightning on Sunday with that uh, next system that, again, will be moving offshore and probably either providing us with a touch of wet snow or rain. Uh, during the day on Sunday. By the way, um, happening right now, it's at 7.50 Eastern time. So if you're watching this on a replay, be sure to go to weather.gov to get the latest information regarding severe weather if you're in Georgia or in South Carolina. It looks like they just issued, as we're speaking, uh, they just issued Tornado Watch 0001. Number one. All right, it, it's they're lo- it, it, it's loading, so I can't really see it yet. I'm checking the various links here. No, not yet. Um, so I will come back to that. Let's come back to that in a few minutes, so we can uh, give folks that are watching down in the uh, in the Peach State uh, and in the Palmetto State uh, some. Um, the information regarding this WPC seven day rainfall. Uh, some of this includes tonight's weather system, and it also includes Sunday. Uh, it goes to Saturday, e- uh, Friday evening, uh, seven o'clock Friday evening. So I don't know how much of uh, if, if, if uh, WPC is uh, looking ahead on what some of the longer range guidance uh, is, is doing for late next week. Uh, some guidance is showing uh, action moving uh, into the eastern part of the United States, uh, other into the northeastern part of the United States. Other models are not, so we'll, we'll have to see how they rectify it. Look at the west, Joe. It's loaded. I mean, this 
this um, fire hose in the Pacific with that uh, positive East Pacific oscillation creating that huge area of low pressure in the Pacific. Tons and tons of rain uh, for Northern California. We're talking about uh, five inches or more. Uh, pockets of 10 inch plus rainfalls as you run your way up the coast through Oregon and Washington and on into southwestern Canada. Heavy snows going into the Rockies, into the northern Rockies in uh, Idaho uh, and uh, also into the mountains in the Sierra Nevada. So you know, they're going to get uh, they're, they're going to continue to get clobbered there. One thing's for sure, no matter which way this pattern uh, emerge evolves into, it does still seem like the Pacific is going to continue to feed in a lot of energy on a regular basis. <clears throat> and it'll be interesting to see if the pattern ultimately does change in the eastern part of the United States to favor some colder weather, uh, how that plays out. Several uh, people on the chat board, by the way, Joe, are asking if you could center or recenter the map. Yes, I and will do my, that. From my standpoint here, I'm looking at Approximately yeah, one quarter go. on the left is black. Thank you. No, no, I so. appreciate that. That's sometimes when it, uh, it, it, it's um, when I move to different maps that are sized differently, they do tend to uh, change the perspective on the screen. And I happen to take off the 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 software. I happen to move the software there that I was go. using. So now it's all fixed. I got the software in front of me, so I'll be able to uh, uh, keep an eye on it. Now the um, Probability of at least two inches of snow. Now, this is a tough map to look at today, mainly because of the fact that uh, the time here, it's not often that we have two storms that are inside the time period that WPC is looking at. So uh, this, it's hard to decipher on this, which, um, which is which. So I'm just going to skip it tonight, but I'll just give you that quick look. And I'll just put bring up their probability of freezing rain, and I mean even here, Joe, they've really backed off on on the uh, on the probability of uh, freezing rain. Now some of it here is already fallen, so uh, this would be an additional. Um, this is for the period starting at seven o'clock tonight until uh, well the next seventy two hours anyway. But this is all this is all effectively uh, overnight, and uh, you're looking at. A 50% chance up in the Catskills, northeastern corner of Pennsylvania, and then going northward from there, a 50% chance of at least a, a tenth of an inch. And as far as a quarter of an inch is concerned, uh, the probabilities actually of a quarter of an inch are uh, at most 30 to 40% in a couple of pockets in the Hudson Valley uh, and going on up uh, toward Albany. So, again, I don't think this is going to be... It's not like we're talking about half an inch of ice accretion or an, in, an inch of ice accretion here. We're talking about, you know, basically uh, minimal stuff. And on the long range, let's see if the long range goes out far enough on the on WPC's uh, long range for snow. This goes on the last day would cover the long range. They don't have anything yet, uh, so at least up until Friday morning. So they, they, this is this is also uh, pro, this is too early. Um, for us to, uh, to, 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 speculate. Eat, to speculate on. So uh, here's what I got. The, I save. I have the surface map here from 10 o'clock this morning when the high was sitting over Poughkeepsie. And you see that the wedging with the isobars uh, down in into uh, North Carolina uh, just uh, actually, it's funny. I don't know where when I drew that uh, that map with the V shape. That's been a while. 
But uh, you did have, you know, there's a little bit of wedging here of cooler air. This actually helped to set up the severe weather because if you notice, folks, uh, the, the severe weather chances because you do have a, a significant warm sector uh, to the south of that. So temperatures uh, were generally in the, uh, Ford, in, in the upper 30s and low 40s down into North Carolina, while in southern Georgia and down in the Florida Panhandle and back to Alabama, they were in the 60s and 70s. And this was a at 10 o'clock this morning, on the latest surface map, you still have that warm front pinched in, which, interestingly enough, this is at 5 o'clock this afternoon. It's still in the low 40s in much of North Carolina. It's in the mid to upper 70s in central and southern Georgia with dew points in the mid to upper 60s. So uh, no surprise here that we're seeing severe weather. Your primary lows in southern Illinois, your high as far as our weather is concerned, is, is well east of the coast of Maine. There's a leather high center in western Maine. But the body of the high is, is not in a good spot to wedge down what little cold air there was. Uh, it, it, you need to have that high sitting somewhere in upstate New York or over the St. Lawrence River, River and not moving very much uh, for this to have been something more problematic. But fortunately, for because I'm not a freezing rain fan at all. I mean, that's just the worst. Uh, yeah, that's no, it's the worst. Uh, so fortunately, uh, the high moved out, and now we'll just play this through. Let me see if there's the we've got these severe weather watches in yet. And hello, SPC. I don't know why it takes them. They put it up on their on their <laughs> front page, and it takes forever. It loads up as an error page for about five minutes, most of the time for about five minutes. And now it's still, it's still got the broken image box uh, on there. So uh -huh. no, we'll, we'll just, uh, we'll, 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 we'll have to come back to it. Okay. So just a sneak peek here on the, uh, your, I brought up, I had it preset to the European model at day 10. Uh, the European uh, Joe, uh, as I've uh, been, you know, checking around the one, the folks that that uh, have the European going out be out beyond 240 hours, uh, say that the European uh, shows a uh, very bullish pattern for winter weather uh, going forward. So the, the the problem is that unlike yesterday, the other the, well, the issue is that the GFS. Uh, has uh, gone in, in the, the operational GFS has gone in the direction of going back to what we've been having, dealing with that mess in the Pacific. And yet the ensembles, if you look mm -hmm. at the ensembles, the ensembles are suggesting that uh, it, it's that the European may be closer to reality. So I'm not sure right now what to think. Uh, but uh, I was cautious and guarded about what was going on, what we saw yesterday. I'll remain cautious and guarded. Uh, for at least another few days. If we're sitting here on Monday and we start to see some uniformity, then we'll be able to gain some confidence in terms of where we're going in the longer term. I, I believe, I'm, I'm looking at the European uh, ensemble right now. That seems to be just by looking at uh, what's ahead. Uh, for, for me, Joe, I'm able to look out as far as 360 hours. I'm oh, wow, my, I'm impressed. I'm talking about uh, January the 16th. And it looks like we're going to be in a pattern of uh, of near or even maybe a bit below normal uh, temperature-wise through much of that time frame. I'm not exactly sure what the uh, folks over at the Climate Prediction Center are looking at. They have us straight on through the month of January. 
either at or above normal. Right. And they also have us below normal in terms of precipitation. So what they're suggesting is that we're going to have basically in the month of January, a mild and relatively dry month. I'm not sure if that's going to pan out, well, but that's, that's what they're saying. It is the New Year's weekend, so I'm guessing they're probably at minimal staff right now uh, over the last few days. Uh, so and, and they always seem to be a little bit behind when it comes to whatever the model they're doing it off the they do it off the zero Z so we've got the 12 Z they always seem to be a little bit a day or so behind if the models start changing into something else it takes them a little time to catch up so why don't we give them till Sunday or Monday uh, to see if they uh, amend that forecast I'm looking also at their hazards outlook temperature wise nothing precipitation wise this is from the 9th of January to the 15th of January um, along the immediate uh, coast of Oregon and Washington and extreme Northern um, California, there's a slight chance for um, heavy precipitation the 11th through the 15th of January. In terms of snow, uh, the Cascades, uh, well, what else is new? Yes. January 11th through the, through the 15th. Wind, slight chance, again, right along the Pacific coast of Washington, Oregon, and Northern California. So it looks like, Joe, what they're looking at for the first two weeks of, of January, all the action basically is going to be pinned up out in the far west along the Pacific coasts of Oregon, Washington, and Northern California, and most of that activity coming during the second week of, uh, of this month, the 11th to about the 14th or 15th of January. Right. Okay, so let's roll through this first storm system. Uh, I've got the NAM up uh, from late from late this afternoon. Uh, the primary low in uh, northeastern Ohio. Uh, you see the precip moving. This is at uh, one a right now on the frame that you're looking at uh, when it when it uh, uh, that I'm holding it still. This is at one a.m. You see the back edge uh, running in eastern PA down into western North Carolina. Uh, and then uh, it moves on out of, up in New England. You've got rain in Connecticut, Massachusetts. You see the icing area in southern Vermont and New Hampshire. The NAM tries to actually pull that icing further north uh, than uh, some of the other models are. and actually even changes it to rain in southern New Hampshire. Uh, but it's mostly snow, central and northern Vermont, no, uh, central and northern New Hampshire, and, of course, in Maine. And then that low moves out. Uh, not not a shabby looking, not a tight gradient, but enough of a gradient tomorrow that we'll have a nice breeze as weather conditions improve in the afternoon. And then we will turn a little colder tomorrow night into Monday, uh, Sunday. There actually is, Joe, a little high that's going to be building up in upstate New York and New England on Monday. Not much of one, but a little one. And I think that's going to help to bleed down a little bit of cold air. And now, of course, if you take a look, I'll roll it back. The bottom half of this front is going to stall out. Uh, you, uh, you'll you run it from that low and just kind of runs down uh, into the eastern Gulf of Mexico. Because usually, with, in a situation, in most situations, we get a low like this, it moves out, it's done, and then uh, we improve for a few days. It's not too often that you have a, a, a front that stalls like this and then get a second wave that comes up. But there's so much energy in that southern part of the jet stream. There's another short wave that's uh, moving eastward. So you get a low that comes out of that, moves into North Carolina. And you see it here. And there's that little high up in western Maine on Sunday, 10 a.m. Rain into southern New Jersey. 
The NAM is changing it over to snow in central Pennsylvania, central and western Maryland, and northern Virginia. Uh, the, the other models are not quite doing that. And then you got this. This is where it gets really difficult or, or certainly a challenge because I was looking at the temperature profiles, Joe, and they're a little, they are a, uh, at, at least at, at the 5,000 foot level, the 850 millibar level, they are actually a couple of degrees colder than they were yesterday. Uh, the zero line doesn't, uh, no longer goes all the way up to Poughkeepsie. It, it, it stays uh, uh, just off the south shore of Long Island and moves into Sandy Hook, New Jersey, and then goes west to just north of Trenton. Uh, I'll bring it up in a moment. But Again, when you're dealing with marginal cold air in a situation like this, where you don't have an overly developed low, uh, it really becomes very tough. If you don't get the precip intensity to cool the bottom of the atmosphere, you'll get gloppy flakes and rain uh, along the coast. And yeah, okay, inland, uh, northern New Jersey, uh, you go up the Hudson Valley, maybe north of 287, you get some snow out of this. But it's hard for me to see how you're going to get a lot since the models don't seem to be really developing a robust area of precip with this. And you know what, Joe? Uh, we have uh, on Sunday, we have, uh, I, th I think the Giants are playing at uh, Met MetLife Stadium, uh -huh. trying to see whether or not they're going to make it into the playoffs or a, a critical game. Yes. Is that, is that true? Or I, I, I think it is. I, you know, I wasn't paying attention. I mean, you know, that, wouldn't it be something if we had uh, big, floppy, slushy, wet snow falling during that uh, during that critical game? That would make for an interesting uh, scenario for uh, Sunday afternoon. Right. And there is also some snow that's going Now, I know Buffalo's got a playoff game on Sunday in Buffalo. Uh, if it's a 4 o'clock game, I don't know what time the game is, but uh, if it's a 4 o'clock game, or even if it's a 1 o'clock game, they, it may be snowing for that uh, for that game. Uh, on on Sunday, so we'll be able to watch them play uh, football in the snow. Uh, and then the, the the low after this is kind of tricky. This is going to impact how the weather goes on for later in the week. Before that, let me just I'll bring up what I was talking about with respect to. I'm going to bring up that 850 F Gen on the on the Nam. Right. And since you're you're you are uh, a big uh, fan of using this and I've become uh, a big fan of using it as well uh, thanks to you what do you make of this uh, and, and and please don't go to the airplane response that you could make a hat or you could make a brooch out of it um, <laughs> but there there actually is a a rather robust looking area of Omega here Monday evening from uh, eight, from 7 p.m. and particularly at 1 a.m., all of Long Island is just buried in Omega, as well as uh, southern Connecticut and northeastern New Jersey. The zero line is cutting right across Long Island Sound to just north of New York City to just to the east of Trenton and then goes down into, into southern New Jersey. Any... Uh, any implications there? And and this is for when now? Uh, I can't see the uh, the valid time on the. Oh, this is at one a.m. on Monday. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, you know, you see that much, and you say to yourself, well, there might even be a little little rumble or two of thunder, a little convection going on with 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 all of this. And uh, yeah, and the and the the zero uh, degree line is uh, pretty much right across the the tri-state area, so. I don't know. This 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 looks rather 
rather interesting. And this is the Nam, right? The, right. Uh, this is the Nam. I the also, Nam. I also, when I looked at the Fus for the twelve Z Nam, I noticed that uh, the Laguardia, uh, it was, it was, it was right at critical zero, uh, you know, zero, zero minus one. Uh, zero degrees for the for three temperature levels going from the bottom of the atmosphere on up to 5,000 feet. Um, it was right at the freezing mark uh, Sunday afternoon and Sunday night. Uh, the thicknesses which we like to look at were right, sitting right around 540 or 541. The vertical motions weren't anything to write home about. Uh, there was like plus four and then it went negative by 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 Sunday evening, which is kind of odd considering all the omega that was around. Now. I'll be curious to see if we get a repeat performance on the zero Z run, uh, whether we're going to see um, we're going to see this big area of Omega again. Now I, I pulled up the seven hundred. But, but the thing is, Joe, the, what, what were the thicknesses? Were they at or above five forty? They were like five forty one ish. I mean, close so, enough. So I mean, you know, I, some of this may be it was, more. It was five forty. I think it was five forty three at one o'clock and five forty one at seven o'clock. This could be more sleety than snowy. Well, um, it could be. I mean, the, the 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 temperatures were zero, zero minus one. You know, you're, you're but you're right. It'll be uh, it'll be nice to see the. Uh, too bad we can't get the zero uh, the zero Z Nam. We're not going to see it until nine thirty. Now this twenty minutes from now. Now so. let me let me ask you this question. So we just looked at the eight fifty omega. Okay, I've brought up the seven hundred millibar omega, and it show at seven hundred millibars. The omega area is much is aligned differently and is further northeast. So what do we what, what do we conclude from that? You know, you if if I were to just look at that and not look at the surface, I would say that omega is more representative of, of kind of like a warm frontal passage. Okay. Uh, There's a little bit of omega a Monday Sunday evening in northwest New Jersey, northeast PA. And like in Orange County and on up uh, northeast into Dutchess County. And then that moves into Connecticut at 10 p.m. Uh, and then it sort of stretches out from uh, northwest New Jersey, northeastward, up into um, uh, eastern Massachusetts uh, uh, at that level. Yeah. Yeah, I, this is a little... More, the atmosphere is more uh, dynamic and more robust um, at like eight or nine thousand feet up, as opposed to four thousand feet on the eight fifty. That's uh -huh. you know interesting. I mean, because the eight fifty is cold. Um, the eight fifty is, is, relatively speaking, the eight fifty is cold in this particular instance. I just think it's. Uh, you know, maybe something. Something you know. Uh, I hate to say a surprise, but you know, maybe in the next twenty four to forty eight hours, something is going to happen. That's. Uh, all of a sudden going to become, it's going to come more into focus. And, uh, oh my God, what, what they weren't saying this two days ago. Yeah, this, a system like this is definitely, when you look at the history of systems like this, it, they can surprise in either direction. Uh, you could wind up with, you know, nothing. Uh, and uh, on the other hand, you can uh, do pretty well. Now, I, I would, love, would have liked to have seen, I can't use the NAM precip because, <clears throat> they don't have a 24-hour precip map. The GFS does. And interestingly enough, on the GFS, Joe, they have a half to three-quarters of an inch of liquid uh, covering northern New Jersey into the lower Hudson Valley. Uh, so uh, it, it does give between half and three-quarters. That's not shabby. 
And right. on Long Island, it's basically uh, three or four tenths. Um, in northeastern Pennsylvania, there's also another patch of um, of uh, half to three quarters of an inch. And I'm just going to bring up you know the upper low. I wanted to see where the upper low moves because oftentimes it's a very very broad upper low here that's in upstate New York, it, but it goes it's pretty far to the west. I mean, there's some some decent jet streaks that move on through, but uh, the upper low itself is back in western New York. So I mean, normally if you get the upper low is very close to where the surface low is, you sort of look to the track of the upper low and nor just north and west of that upper low track is where you wind up with a band of some some hefty snows in some of the more well-developed systems of which this is not. So um, a lot of questions. There's still a lot of questions, I think, with regards to uh, to Sunday. And, you know, who's to say maybe, just maybe, like let's say overnight, Sunday night into Monday morning, that that coastal system suddenly uh, finds a way to uh, intensify more rapidly than the models are saying, and then combines with that high to the north and uh, <laughs> what am I? What am I suggesting here, Joe? No, I know. Listen, I I just uh, the GFS snow just to, just for laughs, and we we've said many times you don't really like to use the GFS. The uh, I'm sorry, you don't really like to use the snow maps as a as a forecast tool, but at least in terms of what what the what it's producing in areas that it is all snow, the GFS actually is producing uh, an area of six inch plus amounts in central PA. It's got four inch plus amounts in northern New Jersey and in the Hudson Valley, three to four inches in Apache areas of three to four inches in Connecticut. I mean, if you want to be conservative, you can cut that in half, um, which is um, uh, usually a good thing to do when it comes to these snow maps, particularly in the areas where you're dealing with tenuous temperatures. So it does suggest maybe a coating to an inch or two. And I did a an early... Um, snowfall forecast map for Sunday, of which I have very little confidence, and you'll see it come up on the screen. Uh, but uh, I basically went uh, uh, with a trace line from Route 78 to um, right through the city, and I put a one-inch line across northwest New Jersey uh, to, um, oh, let's say, the southern Putnam County, uh, and then east into Connecticut, and I put a two-inch line from uh, central Putnam North, you know, from central Putnam northward, and then from say Sullivan, Sull you, you see it on the screen now what I did, and I yeah, yeah, so from uh, Sullivan County northeast to Poughkeepsie, and then on up north to Kingston, I have a, a box of three inches plus. That's that's what I've done here for an early forecast call. And you think most of that will be, let's say, late Sunday or Sunday night? I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm not even sure of the time, you know, that's another thing. Uh, that that's bothersome to me with this because uh, if you look at the NAM, let me bring the NAM back up. And in fact, let's go to the. Um, I'm going to bring the NAM th three kilometer NAM up. I don't. I, I don't know what the the uh, value of the three kilometer NAM is and how it works. But if you look at the three kilometer NAM, uh, it develops snow here during Sunday afternoon you know, late in the afternoon, and as you said for the Giants game, if you look at the map, it does have snow in North Jersey. Uh, it it uh, This is at, uh, at, at 1 a.m. on Friday. I mean, it's got snow from northern New Jersey, northeastward into southern and central New England, and some darker blue patches as well. Uh, I, 
I don't know. I, 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 some of the earlier runs just basically showed an arm of warm advection. So maybe that's maybe that's what that Omega was about because some of the earlier Nam runs had made it look like we were going to get this warm advection precip come up Sunday uh, afternoon into early evening, and then it would just quit, uh, and you'd have to wait for any kind of additional precip from the low offshore if it were to develop overhead. I, you know, I, I don't I don't have a good feel for this. I just don't. And, and by the really? way, there's still that little high that's sitting in New Brunswick with a little nose poking down into New England just to about us. I mean, it, 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 in some ways, it smells like, be, you know, it, it, it smells like be very careful with this. And yet, at the same time, I look at it and I want to just shrug my shoulders and say, "Eh." So I'm, I'm not. I don't know. I, I honestly, there are times when weather people don't know, and that's. I think that's where we are at this point. Well, yeah, I tell you what. The uh, have you looked at the plumes? The plume. Yeah, I saw the fifty. They, you know, they gave uh, they gave an inch to the city. They gave uh, Islip uh, just under an inch. Uh, and but up in the Hudson Valley, I would have saw you know I, I would have liked to have seen some bigger numbers there. Only gave like maybe a couple of inches to Poughkeepsie. It really didn't right. do very much. Well, it seems it seems though that the uh, the time frame to watch for whatever may happen is probably in the uh, in the in in the time frame around Sunday evening, like let's say around nine, ten, eleven o'clock. That's that's when they're pointing toward uh, uh, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And you're, you're right. The total snowfall I'm looking at Poughkeepsie here uh, is 1.75. Not really a, an especially robust number for uh, for snow, but you know, maybe later Sunday or Sunday evening, and, and as time wears on, uh, this this may end up being something a little bit more than just uh, wet snow mixing with rain. By the way, I, I, I'll just show this real quick because we only have we can only see Sunday morning and Monday morning. I have the 850 millibar European. Uh, for Sunday morning, and the zero line is north of Albany, okay, uh, with that 1024 high. By Monday morning, the zero line is has collapsed well offshore to the southeast, but the European also has the surface low Sunday morning as a 999 low out at 38 and 68, which is way to the east of what the other models are doing with this. So I, I don't know. I honestly... I. I this as I said, Joe doesn't know. <laughs> this Joe doesn't know. No, we don't know either. So maybe so, we'll have something interesting to talk about on Sunday morning for uh, coffee with Joe. Well, maybe Joe. we will. Um, so let's let's quickly run through the long range. Uh, we said last night that uh, whatever the long range was doing yesterday, which was very suggestive with regards to uh, seeing a pattern realignment uh, beginning later in this coming week and beyond. Uh, that uh, we were we were that it was highly likely that we would see uh, the models uh, waffle back and forth in different directions. The European has not really done that. Uh, the European, if you watch, uh, the Pacific uh, uh, pulls off the coast, builds a ridge in the west. You've got a blocky uh, high that that uh, that ridges up near west of the Azores and then comes around across southern Greenland into northeastern Canada. Lower pressures in southeastern Canada and a, a a rather active again that southern part of this jet stream is busy with short wave after short wave after short wave, and 
as we go through the period, and actually the European gets even more um, interesting in the longer term because we do have a connection that runs from northern Canada into the eastern part of the United States. Uh, your upper low in the Gulf of Alaska sitting over the Aleutians, so, it, so you also have some bridging up into northwestern Canada. So it continues to suggest that uh, the, uh, the, the pattern is realigning. And then yet when you look at the GFS today, uh, the GFS did what I expected it to do, which was to bring back uh, the uh, fire hose in the Pacific uh, with only a minimal respite. And you'll see it here. Let me run it back. Okay, so um, here we go. So now we're into Sunday and Monday. You see our weather systems in the east. Uh, then we've got more energy that drops down uh, into the central plains with an upper low, and you get a little bit of bridging in Western Canada. So there's a temporary respite. And then, of course, for the end of next week on this run, on the latest run, which sort of matches up with some of the other models, uh, you, um, hold on, I got to clean my board here. Uh, but you've got higher than normal pressures up in Eastern Canada. You've got this rather strong looking shortwave underneath it. This is Thursday night. And on the GFS late this afternoon, uh, it uh, brought a, uh, a low up the coast and brought uh, some snow here for next Friday. It looks like a fast-moving type system, uh, but it did, uh, it did do something with it uh, on this particular run. But on the other hand, Joe, if, if there's too much blocking, this low could get wind up getting kicked out to the east uh, off the North Carolina coast, and uh, we see nothing but high clouds out of this. <laughs> well, we'll uh, we're still a ways to go before we uh, before the, that that particular system comes close enough to us to start making any specific predictions. And it would be nice if we could get both the GFS and the European on the same page, but they apparently are not yet. Yeah, they're both reading different page. books, apparently. Yes, and, by, and by the way, the Sunday storm becomes very important here because if you take a look on the upper right, uh, it goes into the Gulf of Maine. It's still there on Tuesday. And it's there on Wednesday and finally, even on Thursday, we've got we've got wind here to deal with once that uh, starts to develop. Looks like it strengthens a bit uh, once it's uh, south and east of Nova Scotia. There's another trough that comes around and re-energizes it uh, where uh, we've, 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 we have like we have a northerly flow here for most of uh, this coming week. Right into Thursday morning, we're still on the back edge of uh, the old storm that is sitting out to the east. And, and the thing is, if it doesn't get out of the way, uh, then you're going to see this next low that on this run uh, wound up coming up the coast. If that thing doesn't get out of the way, then you could wind up seeing this thing getting suppressed underneath uh, and pushing out to the east, as we said. So, uh, you know, that, that negative NAO, if it's too negative, uh, you uh, can't get storms to climb up the coast like this. They wind up going... Uh, out uh, underneath this. Great for North Carolina and Virginia uh, and West Virginia and Kentucky and maybe Eastern Tennessee for snow lovers there. But uh, as far as uh, as far as we're concerned, uh, it would um, it would not work. So uh, also we weren't nobody. I hope nobody was expecting us to give you an answer about that because uh, we weren't going to do it. If for nothing else, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. If for nothing else, it looks like it could get rather blustery here with some rather gusty winds. But uh, uh, beyond that, I'll I'll reserve my judgment for, you know, 
the days to come. I, I, a few people on the chat board are getting antsy. Like, for example, Dan, Danilo Evangelista says, why do you guys doubt this winter? It's honestly getting freaking annoying and tired. It just started, for God's sake. It's only early January. Come on. Then he apologized. He said, sorry for the language. No, I, 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 listen. We've gone, we got most winters, you, you, you don't get, we've actually had a significant snowfall back two weeks ago. Uh, that, that was a bonus. Yeah, um, somebody, who was it? Was it, was it Samanda Mott or somebody said, we haven't had a good front-loaded winter in years. Well, what do you, what do you, what do you call 10 and a half inches of snow? In mid-December. You know, I was thinking about this. I was thinking about this, Joe, and I, without look, going back and looking uh, at the stats. Uh, but I bet you if you go back and look, you will find that there are very few front-loaded winters. Okay. What do you think of that? I mean, I, I mean ju I'm just doing this blindly, but I'm trying to think back to, you know, over the last 20 or so years. I mean, we had a couple of front – we had a couple of winters that were not only front-loaded but uh, ran through the whole three months – Right. Uh, with with uh, a lot of activity, but that was you know certainly we were in that twenty year up cycle. We don't know whether that up cycle uh, is over with or or whether uh, it, it's going to continue. Uh, with, I, you with know, what I happens think, in the I, coming months. I think this this winter, Joe. I think it's going to take. It may take the better part of January. I'm still saying I think February and March are going to be the uh, the winter weather lovers uh, two months. So middle and back loaded uh, winter in terms of uh, cold and or snow uh, heading this way. I'm not sure about Jan January. I mean, if you believe the, the CPC, January turns out to be a month with uh, mild and dry conditions. But I think, I think things are going to flip uh, during the second half of the winter. So we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Um, 16 was front loaded. I wouldn't, I don't know. 16, 15, 16, 15 was also a, a, a the December of, of of the hellfire, if you remember, when we had 70 degree temperatures on Christmas Eve, uh, as uh, Brandon Doherty was at, pointing out about 16. By the way, I just want to say thank you, Brandon, for hitting Super Chat as well tonight. Uh, Joe and I really do appreciate it. Uh, thank you so much. And um, I, I, when you, I, I do know from working on the numbers, uh, the uh, December uh, snowfall normal uh, given the activity in the last 20 years, is going to go back up of over five inches uh, for New York City anyway. So somewhere between five and six inches. But if you if you uh, uh, a lot of the, that 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 high number is actually driven by the the handful of big snowstorms that we've had in the month of December. So if you take those, at, when, I hate to say it this way because I, I you know you can't really take them out. But if you were to X out the big snowfalls, like the, the Boxing Day storm, the back-to-back -back big storms that we had in December 2009 and 2010, you know, you're left with some, you know, some, some smallish events that really don't amount to too much. So the big, the, the big storms all skew the numbers higher because we get big storms here from time to time. But... I mean, in terms of, of a, a truly front-loaded winter, it, it just doesn't happen very often. Usually, we have to wait till uh, the first part, at least the first part of January, to, to get uh, to get the winter really underway. Right, right. You know, and, and I agree. And, and the other question of this, and I'm not going to bring it up tonight. Uh, I'm going to try to get a guest on to try to talk about uh, the what's going on in the uh, stratosphere with the uh, models continuing to show a major. 
stratospheric warming event and, and, and uh, whole, what looks like a wholesale destruction of the polar vortex at that level, I still don't understand what that will mean from a practical standpoint. So um, I think I'm going to try to find somebody. Uh, David Schwartz suggested someone, and I'm, I'm going to, I'm not going to say who, but I'm going to, uh, because I want to reach out to this person first and, and, and see if they're willing to come on the show. Uh, but I want to get somebody who, 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 who knows that that's their area of expertise so that they can explain to everybody, including you and I, what it means that when the polar vortex splits and you get one center that goes one place and, and one center that goes in the, in the other, how does what goes on up there impact what goes on down here? Because I, I, I think that's a question we need answering. Right. So All we'll right. see. We'll see. Yes. Okay. So, uh. We've run almost an hour tonight on New Year's Eve, which isn't too shabby. So that uh, Stephen Franco says, uh, you think we're overdue here in the tri-state and Long Island area to get a major icing event? I've been saying that for years, and we never get them. I remember back in the 70s, Joe, when you, you and I were kids in the early 70s, we had a couple of, of big ice storms uh, that impacted us. But it's been for I mean. We ha we we've gotten icing events that have been tied in with with uh, with snowstorms, but in terms of a wholesale start to finish icing event event, it's it's been a long long time since we've seen anything like that. December of nineteen seventy three. It was my grandfather's sixty fifth birthday, and we had a big uh, party scheduled at a catering hall in the Bronx, and that was the that was the famous. Storm that dropped a, that caused a lot of ice, very little snow, only about an inch of snow, a lot of ice. It was on a Sunday into Monday, and uh, places south and west of us, like uh, Philadelphia, Washington, Baltimore, got got nailed with like six to twelve inches of snow. Um, that was that's the one ice storm that jumps out of, uh, in my December ice storm that jumps out at me. And of course, we've had other ice storms uh, since 1973 in January and February. But uh, you want to talk about a December weather event? That's that's the one that goes back almost almost 50 years or yeah, 40 years. 40 years. 40 or 50. For, uh, no, uh, uh, well, 47 years. 47 years. I, I, said, I suppose I was talking about this with my sister the other night. I said to myself, it's scary. I, I said, you remember grandpa's uh, 65th uh, birthday, and now yours truly is edging into that category now all these yeah. years later. Well, uh, better to get there than not get there. Yeah. Um uh, Ms. Native Cherokee says, I just wanted to snow here in eastern southern Virginia. 18 inches would be perfect. Okay, I see what we can do about that. We will try to please, we'll, we'll try to oblige. I know it will soon, about two to three weeks from now. Well, look, I'll tell you this. Uh, you've got the NAO in a, in a, in a good position to um, favor snow for the, for the uh, mid-Atlantic states. Uh, the question is whether the other uh, teleconnections that we look at, the uh, other areas of geography that are important, like Canada and uh, the Pacific, uh, if they're going to cooperate. So that's the big that's the big variable here. So you've, you've got parts of the puzzle that are in your favor, but there are parts right now that are still in flux. So we will just have look. We don't have any choice. There's nothing we can do to change whatever the weather pattern is. It is. And we can't take it personal, uh, and we just have to move forward and just go with the flow. I guess there's no, there's no better way to put it. 
And I see here, Christina sent a picture, a couple of pictures to me. Um, <laughs> it, it's a picture, it, it shows a picture of the full moon in between Jupiter and Saturn, which is an impossibility. I, I, I guess it was artistic license. You could not get a full moon between the two planets simply because the, full, the, the, the position in the sky where the, where the two planets are um, you, the full moon is nowhere near there, but uh, it's a nice picture. It's, it's a cute <laughs> picture, and I thank you, thank her very much for sending it to me. The ultimate eclipse. Yes. <laughs> All right. The Joe and Joe Weather Show uh, brought to you nightly uh, by uh, Omni True Value Hardware, Long Island's largest rock salt provider and a provider of everything you need to get you through uh, any winter storms that we have, and uh, they are at 1226 North Wellwood Avenue in West Babylon, 631-756-1125. You can call ahead uh, to uh, have them save you some of uh, their rock salt or any of the other snowmelt products that you might need, whether you are just uh, one person or if you're a crew, uh, just give them a call, 631-756-1125. They have the best prices in town. Uh, OmniTrueValue.com, 1226 North Wellwood Avenue in West Babylon, New York, right on the south shore of Long Island. So uh, we're off tomorrow. Yeah, like I said, we may have something to talk about on Sunday morning. Uh, but we have a couple of more runs uh, to look at, and uh, maybe for all of you snow lovers who have already given up on uh, on the winter season, it, it maybe there's going to be a surprise later Sunday and Sunday night. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Okay. All right, everybody. Hope your new year was great. It's the beginning. Okay. 364 days to go. Wait, a wheel. Wait, I'm sorry. Is, uh, is this a leap year? No, it's not. Oh, it's 22, right? Uh, was, we had one in 2020 uh, and uh, the next one will be in 2020. Oh, that's right. It's 2020. <laughs> I'm sorry for, for a brief moment there. I thought we were still, still in 2020. I'm just reading an, an article here online while uh, you're I'm closing the show out. And the article says that due to entropy, the universe is slowing down and spreading out. And after reading that, just like us, I, I feel the universe's pain, and so do you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> all right, everybody, have a great night. Uh, travel safely if you're traveling at all. And uh, Joe and I will be back Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern time. So bring your coffee, bring your breakfast. And we'll take a look at what the uh, Sunday system will be bringing uh, the Northeast. So uh, yes. we'll see you then. Good night, everybody. Nighty night. All right. Close.